lately Thinking about the world as it is Why must we go on hating? Why can't we live in bliss? Cause out on the edge of darkness There rides a beast train Please train, take this country Come take me home again Peace train sounding louder Ride on the peace train Come on the peace train It's peace train holy rollers Everyone jump on the peace train Good morning, everybody. This is Leanne Sayo with Pueblo Connection, and it is Wednesday, September 30th. Good morning, Diego. Good morning. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Wednesday. It's not too bad, right? Hey. No, it's not. The weather is beautiful. Um, I think we're having some some difficulties. Um, I know we had scheduled Governor Brian Vio on, but um, like I said, I think some things have come up, and so it's just going to be you and I, Diego. I think this well, morning that works. I, I know the governors are super busy all yes. the time, so I, I uh, you know, hey, they, I know they're busy, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we are good. I, I, yeah, it's definitely hard. So that's great. That's good. You know, it is, and you know what, Diego? I think we have lots to talk about yes. today. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Um, so again, good morning. I hope everybody has had a good week thus far. Um, it's all downhill after today. Um, so. Woohoo! It's Hump Day Wednesday. Um, you know, I don't even like I said. I don't know where to start. I the debates were on last night, the presidential mm-hmm. debates, and I don't know if you all watched it. I watched it and then I couldn't. It was like a train wreck. It was like I don't even know. Like I really am. I'm like speechless. I don't know. How did you feel? Uh, I think think a lot of people are speechless for sure after that debate. Uh, I've seen a lot of stuff online. I I didn't catch all of it, but uh, I did catch some of it. And uh, yeah, I'm speechless too. I I don't even know. You know, I just just felt that that was just like the whole, that was like the, the beginning of the end right there for me as far as democracy. You know, it just, it was just so uncalled for. It was just so immature it was just i like i said i don't i I don't know what to say i just if i was if i was vice president joe biden honestly i would have said you know what i don't have time for this this is demeaning our democracy and i'm not going to partake in it and i would have walked off the stage i would have been the best idea i think (laughs) i i really i mean it kind of goes along those lines if you don't have nothing to say nice don't say anything at all Mm -hmm. and there was 
absolutely no respect for each other. I mean, obviously, President Trump was the main instigator in it. But I mean, it just was, it was just, I don't even know. And I don't even know if we got answers to what we were looking for as far as the COVID, as far as um, vaccines, as far as mail-in ballots. I mean, topics that are, you know, on our minds here in the United States with this presidential election. And so I don't even think those were even um, brought up because we kept going off topic right? so right. much. Right. And I felt bad for the mediator that was facilitating that because Chris Wallace was just like, oh my God, he was a referee. He had to be, I guess. Right? I don't know. But I, needless to say, I did not watch all of it. Did you watch the ending at least or no? You didn't even watch I, that. I end. missed the ending. Okay, I, good, because yeah. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought I need to go back on there and kind of skip through it and <laughs> see. I know. So I went to my go-to, which is my DVR shows. So I... I found a little comfort in that. <laughs> That's always good. 90 Day Fiance <laughs> calmed me down. But, um, you know, and then it just makes me mindful of our elections here in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. We've got all of these seats up for bid. And, you know, again, the mudslinging that's going on down south between, you know, Harold and uh, uh, Torres Small, Zochiel, that's another big topic. Um you know, I, I don't, I just, this year is just, I, I can't even put into words what this whole 2020 year has been. Right, right. I, I really can't. But anyway, what are, you, what are your thoughts on all of that? Well, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be crazy for sure. The election day, it's coming up. We got a little over a month huh, away for right, that. So that right, is, we do. It, yes, it's we coming do. up fast. I think you can still register to vote, right? Do, mm-hmm. we, have, do we have till October 6th, I believe, is yes. the deadline? Yes, I, I, I was getting things in the mail yesterday about mail-in ballots and stuff like good, that. So, good, yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you have not been able to get out to register, please register and please vote. And again, please get online. I mean, we have the luxury now of Google and mm-hmm. all of these diff- different searches. So, you know, just type in your candidate that's within your district. And if you don't know your district, right. you know, you can get on uh, Rhiannon Samuels. We had her on last week. You know, you can get on Viante's site and look up what district you're in and really get to know the people that are going to represent you. Exactly. And uh, so that you can make your vote uh, known. So please take the time to do that. Take the time to get registered to vote. Um, our numbers are going up again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see that. And I think it's all across the nation as well because um, we are in the red everywhere. Anywhere right. you go now um, within uh, Texas, Colorado, Arizona, it's a 14-day uh, quarantine now. And I think the only states that are un, you know, quarantined are way up in the east, which is um, it, which is you know Rhode Island and things of that matter. But, um, you know, those are the other things that we're looking at. It's very, very um, disheartening because, you know, every time we get a little break, uh, we, we set ourselves back 100 steps, it seems like. But, um, you know, we'll just keep, keep on doing what we're supposed to be doing, which is wear a mask, social distance, and wash our hands. Um, I think we're going to be able to get Governor Vio on uh, shortly. So why don't we take a little bit of a break? Um, We're going to play a song 
um, and we will get um, all of the yes. things up and rolling. And um, we'll, we, will, we will see you in a little bit. again everyone and thank you for joining this is Leanne Sayo with Pueblo Connection and that's uh, KNU New Mexico 1150 AM and 102.1 FM and um, this morning I have Governor Brian Vio on the line good morning governor good morning good morning I'm so glad you were able to join us um, governor if you could please uh, introduce yourself to everybody here um, on on air and um, I'll go ahead and let you have that Thank you, Leanne. Kuatsi uh, Hopa. Good afternoon, or good morning, everyone. Um, it's great to be here on the program. Thank you, Leanne, for the invitation. Uh, my name is Brian Vio, and I'm the current governor at the Pueblo of Acoma. I am uh, serving a second term 
uh, as governor and uh, will be in this capacity through the end of this year. Uh, it's uh, been an honor to serve my people. Uh, so it's been a quite a challenge this year, of course, with the pandemic, but uh, grateful for um, a strong community. And um, so, yeah, happy to be with you all. And I hope that everyone is well. Yes. Thank you again, Governor, again for, for being here. Before we get into the COVID and, and all of the great things that are going on uh, in Acoma, I just, we were just talking um, before we took our break about the debate last night. And uh, I was telling Diego, you know, this year has just been a record year for everything, I think. And I think we've been tossed to everything, we being the United States and here in New Mexico and our tribes as well. And I don't, I'm like, <laughs> I'm kind of speechless. I've used just singular words to just describe the, I mean, it just leaves you speechless. Last night, I was just very, very appalled of how the debate went between these two uh, presidential, can well, the presidential candidate and, and now the president, Trump. Um, I, I mean, it was like a train wreck. I, I, I didn't, there was so much disrespect for the democracy that is here in the United States, I feel, and I couldn't watch it anymore. It was just so frustrating. I don't even think we, even we, the people who tuned in, were able to get any answers out of this because they kept going off topic so many times. And I, I don't know, if, if I was you know, Vice President Joe Biden, I probably would have walked off the stage and said, you know what, this is not what democracy looks like. This is not what this is supposed to be like. And I would have walked off. What are your thoughts, Governor, on that? Well, you know, I was um, still at the office uh, after 7 o'clock and realized that the, deba the debate had started. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I rushed home and uh, was able to... Um, Tune in, and um, while well, my 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 mother provided dinner and <laughs> didn't have done, uh, tried to eat and watch the debate at the same time because it was it was not enjoyable. And yes, <laughs> it was it was, it's, um, it was disappointing um, on many levels for many reasons. Uh, but um, you know, for me, I guess I was very concerned that. You know, a presidential debate and an opportunity that both had to really convey to the American people, um, especially during a time of pandemic and mm -hmm. great crisis, that there was an opportunity that was missed by both to reassure um, the American people that um, there would be a leader mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in elected, a good leader um, elected to care for the people, to lead the people, and and to do as much as they can based on their their experiences and their knowledge of our federal system, mm -hmm. to really then you know take us through whatever the term of the remainder of this pandemic is, but also then that recovery, the economic recovery, the um, uh, you know, the addressing the the pandemic itself and the availability of the vaccine, mm -hmm. uh, but also then you know um, taking care of all the business. Um, we are a part of an international 
network of leaders and um you know i was just cringing at every every moment when there was that kind of back and forth uh mm-hmm. you know unnecessary um uh, dialogue that was happening and mm-hmm. just wondering what the rest of the world was thinking about the united states it was just so childish and so immature it was. It you know was. And, you know i felt for younger people as well you know, younger uh, emerging leaders, but also mm-hmm. children who may have been tuned in and to witness that level of um, just total um, disregard for the people, disregard for democracy, mm-hmm. lack of respect. Um, it was very concerning. So I hope that, and I trust that their teams are both reevaluating and or evaluating the outco- outcome of that. Um, exchange and will certainly come back to uh, the next debate more prepared and more focused and and really with the um, um, the American people in mind. I agree. I agree, Governor. And, you know, just uh, remembering uh, last night's debate, I really feel that uh, Vice President Joe Biden was there for a debate. He was he was willing and ready to do that. However, it just took a whole nother turn uh, when President Trump started to, you know, just totally disrespect um, and to try to talk over him while he was trying to make points. And then it just got out of hand at, at that point. Um, and, and I do agree. I hope that our, our younger uh, people who are of age now that can vote, they they don't see that as the norm, you know. I, on my show, I encourage all the time, you know, if you haven't gotten out and you haven't registered, please, you still have time. You know, you have the first week of October to get out there and and get registered to vote because, you know, our voices do really do make a a difference. And, you know, I don't even know what to say about last night's debate, but I am hopeful. You've given me some hope just now by by what your words had said. And so um, I I really do hope that... uh, we're able to get some questions answered um, from the candidates. Like I said, we there was an agenda. I saw that agenda out there, but uh, it was all over the place last night. Um, you know, having said that, Governor, I know that uh, the Pueblo of Acom, Acoma, just like the rest of the other Pueblos, you know, have had their challenges during this time because I don't think anybody... could could even fathom that this is what we would look like now, you know, in 2020. Because when 2020 came in January, we were just so hopeful that this this year was going to be the year of, you know, insight and foresight. And uh, boy, were we surprised uh, when February and and early March came around and and we found ourselves, you know, in this this very chaotic time. And so I would really like to... um, have you uh, speak to that, Governor. Um, But we're going to take a a break real quick. And uh, when we come back, that's what we're going to talk about with Governor Vio. All right, we'll see you back in a minute. Join me, Diego Montoya, weekday mornings from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. for your favorite New Mexico music, birthday dedications, and music requests. Listen for news updates and weather from KOAT, as well as updated traffic reports, live local, and keeping you informed with community events and what's trending on social media. The only station on the dial in Albuquerque bring you the best mix of New Mexico music weekday morning, 
7 to 10 on K New Mexico, 102.1 FM and 11.50 AM. Listen to Pueblo Connection with Leanne Sayo every Wednesday at 11 a.m. here on K New Mexico, 11.50 a.m. and 102.1 FM.
Good morning, everybody. This is Leanne Sayo with Pueblo Connection. And if you're just joining me, we have Governor Brian Vio on this uh, show today, and he's from the Pueblo of Acoma. Good morning. How are you, Governor? I'm good, Leanne. Thank you. Hello? Hi, Leanne. Hi. Um, <laughs> I'm having a little bit of... There you go. Okay. Governor, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Okay, great. Now I can hear you. <laughs> so as I was saying, Governor, you know, there's just a lot of things that are, are really have changed uh, since February into March. And um, thinking about what is 2021 going to look like and and what's going to be the new norm. And, you know, like I was saying before we took a break, I know the Pueblo of Acoma has been impacted by this. And so I wanted you to talk um, about that a little bit, Governor, and if you could um, educate um, our listeners who are not from the Pueblo of Acoma um, how this has has been and um, what you have done to keep your community safe during this time. Sure. Thank you for the question. Um, so for those uh, of you who are not familiar with um, the location of Acoma, we are about a one-hour's drive west of Albuquerque and about 16 miles east of Grants, New Mexico, and we're located in Cibola County. Um, so, you know, everyone um, in the world has been impacted on some level mm -hmm. uh, by the pandemic, and uh, we had been monitoring the, um, the pandemi pandemic even while you know, it was evolving in, in China and other parts of the world, um, you know, really hoping that, and this was earlier in the year, really hoping that it would not make its way to the United States. Right. Um, but, um, you know, in, in January with the first reported case uh, in, in the United States, you know, this was around the time when we were preparing our, uh, as a community for the annual feast, uh, which celebrates the appointment of the new tribal officials, including my, uh, myself and uh, my administration, but also our, our cultural leaders. Right. So you know, there was a lot of um, uh, activity within the community during that time, and, you know, we were all just um, um, hoping that, you know, we would not be um, impacted by what had then entered the, the United States. And, and who would have known that, um, you know, this uh, when we did have our feast of uh, for our tribal officials in early March, that that would have been the last time that our community would have come together for a cultural observance and to be together as a community. Yes. Because, because shortly thereafter uh, was the first reported case in the state of New Mexico. And mm -hmm. so... When that, um, when we did learn of that, we, uh, my office issued a declaration of a state of emergency for the Pueblo of Acoma, uh, which uh, we followed up with an executive order that outlined some mandates that were in line with the state uh, mm -hmm. home orders, uh, but we also added some other things um, to protect our community. Mm -hmm. um, what we, we also did uh, shortly thereafter uh, on March uh, 18th, I believe, is we closed all of our tribal businesses, including our tribal casino, the Sky City Casino and Hotel, 
both of our travel centers, our Sky City Cultural Center and Agua Museum, and um, and also our tribal government operations. Uh, though we did maintain essential staff, including law enforcement, uh, health and human services, um, um, portions of our utility authority, uh, and tribal government officials remained um, uh, at work. Mm -hmm. Governor, if I could just ask you a question really quickly, because I don't think uh, the people um, outside in the city of Albuquerque understand, I mean the huge responsibility that was now on your shoulders, you know? And how did you feel? I mean, I never thought, really, I never thought we would ever come to a point where things just literally just shut down, came to an absolute stop. Okay. I, I can't even imagine how you and your lieutenant governors and the rest of the executive staff felt. I mean, I'm sure at times it was... It, it was quite anxious for you all, I would think. How did, how did uh, you feel, Governor? Um, well, thank you for that question. You know, I, you know we, we are appointed into these positions. We are not elected. Mm -hmm. We don't ask to be placed in these um, government um, trouble official positions. We're appointed by the hierarchy of our clan system. Traditional mm -hmm. process that, um, you know, we still honor. And, and so... You know, um, there wasn't much time to be thinking about ourselves, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, this was impacting us individually. We had to respond uh, as leaders on behalf of our community. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, while it, um, it was something that, you know, none of us anticipated um, and something that called for immediate um, action, uh, I believe that, you know, my, my, the tribal government at Akama, uh, the tribal council and administration mobilized in a way that allowed for some decision-making uh, based on data that we had available to us to, to happen. And, and um, you know... As, as heavy and, and challenging as, as all this has been, mm -hmm. you, know, you just you, you just have to kind of sweep that to the side mm -hmm. because you know this is a public health crisis. It is a state of emergency. It it impacts everyone uh, around us and everyone here who is Akama, mm -hmm. and so we have to we have to be very diligent and responsive and prepared as as much as we could be to respond to the impacts of this pandemic on our people, on our uh, the potential of any threats to our land base, right. um, and our, our economic resources. Mm -hmm. um, but first and foremost are the people. Right. And, and just really quickly to back up a little bit for our listeners, we have 20 Pueblos. One, one of our Pueblos to the far south, which is Isleta del Sur in El Paso, Texas, but out of our 20 Pueblos, there's only about seven or eight Pueblos that still do the traditional, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, traditional um, um, appointments uh, as governor. And, and, you know, 
and I've said this many, many times, Governor, is that, you know, you all don't aspire to be this. Um, it is a blessing. And you could be, you know, um, you could be a farmer all your life. And then one day your life is turned around because now you're appointed a governor and you have to know all of, you know, tribal ins and outs, which is your tribal programs. Um, and you need to now know how to work with your state, county, and federal governments, and sometimes municipalities. Um, so, you know, this, I just want people to understand, Governor, what a huge undertaking this is and what a huge undertaking it is for your family as well. Absolutely. It, it takes the family to get us through these um, years of, uh, of commitment that we make to the, to the tribe. Mm-hmm. And thank you for explaining that to your your listeners because I think that's very important to acknowledge that is the fact that our Pueblo uh, nations in the state, um, you know, on some level there are some tribes uh, Pueblos who have a more democratic process in place now for mm-hmm. electing leadership, but there's still a very traditional process associated with that. So. You know, I think it's it's uh, it's safe to say that each pueblo in the state of New Mexico continues to maintain a traditional form of government. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yes, it, it comes with a great responsibility, and and here we are in this time of a pandemic, uh, public health crisis. That um, those of us who are in these respective capacities at the pueblos and in any, you know, any any leadership position um, throughout the world is faced with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the duty of caring for the people and the resources. So, um, you know, I think we've done a great job at um, uh, managing our, our, our community and our resources and, you know, for the uh, purpose of safeguarding them, for keeping them in good health mm-hmm. and for minimizing any impact of the coronavirus on our community. We have had a total of 42 positive cases here at the Pueblo. Mm-hmm. We currently have three active positive cases, and those three tribal members are uh, living off the reservation. Mm-hmm. So we don't have any positive cases on the reservation currently. Okay. Uh, sadly, we have experienced four deaths uh, as a result of COVID-19. And so that's taken a, a, a tremendous toll on, on families, of course, and the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when, when there is a death, it, you know, all of us come together and it's a the time of mourning is, is so yes. critical the healing process and when we're not able to do that with stay at home orders and restrictions of our right. executive order <clears throat> it, it creates um quite a strain on families right no and i and i agree i mean unfortunately there has been deaths on on all of the you know the the various pueblos and um again for those who are listening who are not from the any of the pueblos Everything is done for a purpose, and there is a reason. And and during death, that's also one of, you know, a very um, important time because um, not only have we lost a loved one, but the family comes together, as Governor had mentioned. And that is the next thing is to be able to have that respect to pass them on on their next journey. And, um, you know, it's very hard at times. And so that support from not only you know, family, extended family, but the community. And I know, Governor, you are able to give words of comfort as well and advice during this time of sorrow. So I'm sure it has, you know, 
it, it has impacted the community, and we are closely knit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, we're resilient people. Mm-hmm. And one of the other things that I want to say is that, you know, we we have an understanding and, and an incredibly long history of uh, life experiences of our ancestors um, who have dealt with situations like this and have dealt with even more, uh, you know, times of uh, um, great challenge mm-hmm. and great loss mm-hmm. and for our elders and ancestors to have survived those times, you know, uh, you know that, that blood continues to run through our own veins. And so there's a, a sense of resiliency. But, and we also have to respect, uh, you know, I think in our own ways of understanding uh, among, in any indigenous culture, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there are understandings of these things that, you know, these viruses and illnesses have life. They're given life. And, and on some level, you have to respect that um, mm-hmm. and and make an under, uh, come to an understanding of it, and and so I think because of those cultural understandings of these philosophies and just ways of knowing, um, that it provides a, a foundation for then how we deal with these types of crises. Mm-hmm. So um, you know I think that that uh, says a lot for indigenous peoples throughout the world and, you know, our ability to, to um, uh, survive and overcome mm-hmm. and help each other through these difficult times. Right. And, and that is exactly why, Governor, I am so blessed to have this uh, forum, um, this tool, um, Pueblo Connection, to do that. When I, when I first uh, was approached and I thought of it, it made me... Um, think about, you know, when I was growing up, and I've said this many times, I grew up um, in Hawaii, and um, my grandmother from from Laguna, the village of Siama, which is just neighboring to Akama, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, they didn't have phone lines. And come rain, shine, snow, wind, my grandmother every Sunday went to Stuckey's on I-40 in the payphone, and she called and, you know, I, I don't know what I would have done without her and my extended family and um, keeping that connection, you know. And this is why, you know, I'm, I'm very proud to have all of you governors on uh, to be able to outreach uh, to the outside who, like I said, my listeners who are not um, Pueblo. Um, and then also to outreach to our Pueblo uh community members that live here in town and aren't always able to get home um, to here because I never want anybody to feel disconnected. You know, like you said, Governor, we are resilient. And uh, this is my way of trying to keep that um, connectivity to our community so we don't feel like we're an outsider. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I give a lot of credit to my grandparents who who kept us uh, in the loop and uh, and kept the the village gossip going. <laughs> but on a lighter note, Governor, um, I know that the Pueblo of Acoma is known for a lot of things, and one of the things are their feast days, and also um, your uh, bike tour, Tour de Acoma, 
And I know we've had a couple of, you've you've had a little bit of setback there because of, of this pandemic. And um, we're going to take a, another quick little break, Governor. But um, when we come back, I would like you to talk a little bit about your feast days, because I know there's more than one. Um, and if you could kind of give a, you know, a history of those feast days, if you could, and then um, how that virtual uh, feast days uh, came up, came about and how it all um, came out, the, the outcome of that. And then, um, then after that, I want to talk a little bit about the um, Tour de Acoma and what your thoughts are on that. Okay, Governor? Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break. I hope you enjoy this song. And uh, we'll be back with Governor Brian Vio. Juegue los Scratchers Route 66 de la Lotería de Nuevo México con premios mayores de 500 dólares. Además, registre sus boletos no ganadores en la promoción Road to One Million Second Chance en nmlottery.com. Debe tener 18 años para jugar, por favor, juegue responsablemente. Cuando se gana el premio mayor de Powerball o Mega Millions, otro premio empieza a crecer inmediatamente. Y estos premios siempre están en los millones. Imagínese las posibilidades. Con Powerball o Mega Millions, siempre es un gran premio. Beyond the palace, Hemi Park drones scream down the boulevard. 
you're back with Leanne Sayo and Pueblo Connection. And today I am talking with Governor Brian Vio from the Pueblo of Acoma. Well, hello there, Governor. Hi, Leanne. <laughs> well, so we, we just got through talking um, about the pandemic and, and uh, how the Pueblo of Acoma has really uh, come together and how you and your executive staff have been able to keep everybody you know, safe um, and healthy and uh, moving forward. And so moving forward, um, I wanted to talk about your feast days, Governor, because like I had mentioned before our break, the Pueblo of Acoma does have a few feast days. And um, I wanted you to um, enlighten my listeners on that and the history, if you could, of the various uh, feast days and then maybe even the dates so that next year, because I am hopeful, next year my listeners can plan to come up to the Pueblo of Acoma and visit and really get a sense of, you know, Pueblo life and and um, the beautiful landscapes that are out there in Acoma. So, go ahead, Governor. It's all yours. Okay. Thank you, Leanne. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, m most pueblos, um, it, tribes here in New Mexico have a designated feast day or annual feast day, and um, you know these feast days are associated with the uh, introduction of the Catholic Church churches in, in our communities. Um, you know, at the time of uh, European contact, of course, you know, um, I would need like three of your, three or four of your radio shows to go through all of the history, but, you know, uh, in, in a nutshell, uh, you know, one of the, um, the, the impacts of, of contact, uh, European contact, um, was the introduction of Catholicism and the construction of mission churches um, in our respective pueblos. And while there was great controversy and uh, challenges associated with that time, um, you know, some, some of which we still contend with uh, today, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, uh, many of the pueblos uh, did um, accept eventually the, um, the uh, Catholic faith and found a way to introduce or um, um, weave it into our own uh, culture and uh, way of worshiping. And so, you know, um, like I said, not all Pueblos have a feast day. Mm -hmm. uh, most do. Um, and at Acoma, you know, um, Acoma is known as the oldest, one of the oldest continuously inhabited settlements in North America. Mm -hmm. and the mission church there at Acoma is a, a massive sandstone and adobe structure. It's actually known as the largest and oldest adobe structure in North America. Mm -hmm. And um, the patron saint, you know, um, is, is uh, San Esteban or St. Stephen. And so um, the Feast of Stephen is actually on December 26th. Um, but um, because at some point our ancestors determined that, you know, at the, that the, it would be more suitable to have a celebration in honor of the saint uh, at a time of harvest uh, to give thanks for those har the harvest. And so the feast day was moved to September 2nd, and that happens every year, September 2nd. It's a, it's a, it's a great time to come to the old village, which is... Um, perched atop a 360-foot mesa, sandstone mesa. Mm -hmm. There is no electricity or running water still at the old pueblo. 
but it's a great time to observe how Acoma culture and the Catholic faith come together uh, to observe that uh, feast day. And it's, you know, something similar happens at most of the pueblos on different days of right. uh, the year. Governor, um, if I could, do you still have mass there in the, the church there at the old village? Is there still uh, mass there? There are still masses that occur there uh, on special occasions or um, at the request of maybe um, full-time residents mm-hmm. at the pueblo. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's an active mission. Again, for my listeners, if you have not um, had a chance to go out to venture out west of Albuquerque, the Pueblo of Acoma really does have some beautiful views. And um, if you're able to, because the, the, the old village isn't open every day, is it, Governor? Or Well, it's, it's currently closed. Right, for now. Right, but... but uh, during the, you know, uh, without the pandemic, we we do have a cultural center and museum located at the base of the Mesa. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually known for being one of the first tribes in this country to establish a formal tour program. It's been operating since 1907. Mm-hmm. And, and so we do offer guided walking tours of the Pueblo throughout the year. And, of course, at the Cultural Center Museum, you can see exhibitions. There's some programming, sometimes some um, uh, traditional dancing and singing. And um, and then the other treat is that you get to, you know, uh, visitors have the opportunity to meet with artists uh, mm-hmm. Acoma for its pottery-making um, tradition. And so, um, you know, people or, or tourists and visitors can buy directly from the artists right. uh, along the tour route on the mesa top or below at the cultural center. I thought you were going to say the treat, Governor, was to eat at the restaurant there because there's some really good food there. Oh, <laughs> well, <I>, yeah. <laughs> <that's the other laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, but anyways, I'm sorry I interrupted. Unfortunately, this year, we, you know, all of our feast days are can- were canceled, mm-hmm. uh, exception of the Governor's Feast Day, which uh, is the one I referenced earlier, which usually takes place in early um early february and um that that is also open to the public and then during the four-day christmas celebration which begins with a um and a beautiful um christmas eve observance uh that involves the lighting of well close to five thousand farolitos or lumarias mm-hmm. uh, it's really beautiful and, and then of course the traditional observance of the birth of Christ in the old mission church. Um, and then on Christmas Day and three days following, there are dances inside the church, and uh, visitors are also welcome to come and observe the dances during those times. So those are the times that the public is welcome to the, the Pueblo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have feast days in our, our contemporary villages, our more recent villages that were established, um, you know, in the... Um, 1800s, um, the villages of Acomita and McCarty's also have uh, church mission churches that were built in the uh, mid 1900s, right. and so, um, those feast days occur one in early May at McCarty's village, mm-hmm. and then August 10th uh, in Acomita village. That's another um, uh, uh, feast day that's accessible to the public. Right, and those churches are just as as lovely as the uh, church up at the old village, which is is kind of primitive, 
um, but it is a very pretty church. And I remember um, when I was younger, my grandparents would take me up to McCarty's for feast day. So lots of fond memories of McCarty's <laughs> going up yeah. there for their feast day. Um, do you? Is your family from any of those contemporary villages, Governor, or are you right there in the center of Acoma? Um, we we grew up. I grew up in Acomita Village. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Aww. But spent a lot of time at the old village with my paternal grandparents. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, I just want to say really quickly again to to everybody is that Governor Vio, Governor Brian Vio, his dad, Governor Fred Vio, from the Pueblo of Acoma. I got to know him very well, and his wife, First Lady, um, and. Uh, I just want to say hello to them, if I could, and um, for them to stay safe and healthy and uh, hope to see them again next year. <laughs> and at the end, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, play some, some favorite songs that I think uh, they might like. I like them, so I'm hoping that they're going to like them, Governor Vio. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. But anyway, um, so those are the feast days. So again, yeah. next year, being hopeful, um, I would really encourage uh, everybody to come out there and um, and and get a taste of of um, Pueblo culture, Pueblo dances, some food, some jewelry, and of course the landscape that is out there. And then, um, if you can't make it out to a feast day, there is the museum, um, the cultural center that uh, Governor Vial was talking about, and it is it is very beautiful. Um, the doors are massive when you walk in um and the the shops are are really beautiful um and you're able to walk around um and then if you can take a tour up there to the uh, old village and and walk up there um it's going to be a very good cardio for you because it's all uphill (laughs) um but now uh, leanne i just wanted to mention that this year because of covid we uh, we did host a virtual feast day on September 2nd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say because I heard about that. I heard mm-hmm. that you guys had done that. How did that How did that all come about, Governor? Well, you know, one of the things that my administration and I um, have been doing is we go out on occasion to meet with our elders just to do wellness checks, say hello, take them some gifts. Um, and, and so on one of our last visits, we were hearing a lot of um, – a feedback from our elders about how they were missing, you know, going to Acoma, missing hearing the traditional songs and watching the traditional dances and being with community. And so we wanted to respond to, you know, to that and and this longing to to be at old Acoma and and so we 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 came together and you know thought about what different ways that we could maybe still observe the um the annual feast day on September 2nd. And so we we said, you know what, we have accessibility to technology, and so why don't we use that? You know, it's become the norm for our communication anyway. Right. Uh, and so let's find a a meaningful and appropriate and respectful way to to have a virtual feast day that does not, um, um, you know, diminish the integrity of the observance. Um, but it was an opportunity for us to come together virtually as a community and with friends and, and others um, to celebrate that day. And so on September 2nd, we did have the um, cultural portion of the feast day that still took place at the Old Village. 
Um, and then in the afternoon, we went live via YouTube. Um, oh, wow. And um, we had um, a production company, no, no, as, uh, the no Reservations Productions, which is owned and operated by a travel member, John Sims. Oh, and, okay. And he works with a gentleman from Laguna, uh, Jonathan Ray. And so they produced the event for us, and we told them what we envisioned for the, for the day's um, virtual feast day. And mm-hmm. so it included a mass that was pre-recorded, uh, and then followed by, which is customary, which is which would happen on the day of the feast day anyway, a high mass at the old village. Right. So, and then following the mass, we had introductions um, and welcome addresses by my administration and I, and um, and, and then uh, we had a traditional buffalo dance um, that was um, done for our people, um, and then following that, we had um, solicited. From our tribal community, just feast day greetings from different families and individuals who Aww. live here of afar, and so yeah. Those were in and, we're and, and then following that, we had um, um, uh, uh, from Santo Domingo Pueblo or Kiwa Pueblo cartoonist uh, Ricardo Cate. Yes, yes, uh-huh. who did a uh, 15-minute comedy. Um, show for us. <laughs> oh, how nice! Uh, and and then we had a uh, community dance. Um, basically, mm-hmm. we played some songs that would have been played um, or, or not played, but sung mm-hmm. that day uh, with authorization from traditional leaders. And, right. and they they allowed us to play those songs, and we invited the tribal members to just dance at home. Oh, and, and so it was. Um, I, I hope you know it was uplifting for the fa- uh, families in our community. We had many. We had uh, at one point we had over thirteen hundred viewers. Um, wow! Yeah, so it was it was a huge success. And then following the virtual um, feast day, we had a food giveaway mm-hmm. um, here at the Trouble Complex, and so we had over six hundred carloads of people from the community who. Some who waited in line for a couple of hours. Oh my um, goodness! But we provided them with, you know, some snacks and treats that you would find at feast days. Snow right. Right. and roasted corn and freshly baked oven bread and other treats and cleaning supplies and disinfectant and that <laughs> we gave to, to families that day. So oh. it was a full day. But uh, very successful. We were we were very pleased, and we got a lot of great feedback from the community. And you know, we hope that it fulfilled the intent, which was to just uplift our community, mm-hmm. uplift feeling among the elders and children, and remind ourselves how resilient we are, and remind ourselves of the hope and the faith that we all need to have in in ourselves and in our culture mm-hmm. uh, to all of us through this difficult time. Well, you know, it, it sounds like it was an amazing day, and definitely um, I'm sure it just touched everybody there in the village because we hadn't been able to see any of our family members right. since all of this because I know for the Pueblo of Laguna, um, we've been, we were on lockdown as well, and, and we couldn't even visit our, our villages, our neighboring villages that some of our other family members live in. 
So we were very much stuck to our village and, you know, just phone calls and stuff. But, um, oh, that sounds really, really, really nice, Governor. I'm glad you were able to do that. And I'm glad that, you know, your community was able to get involved and, and feel a part of it. And um, is it on YouTube still for any of anybody who would like to look at it and, and view that? Is it still up on YouTube? It is not. Um, oh, okay. Our- our, with the advisement of our cultural leaders, uh, right. it was only available for 24 hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's even more reason why everybody needs to get out there next year. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing, governors, I want to talk about is the Tour de Acoma. Yeah. How's that so, going to look like? So what the Tour de Acoma is, is it's a 100-mile, a 50-mile, 100 and a 25-mile bike ride. Wow. Uh, we are, this is, it's, it's in a, it is in its 19th year. Um, this is one of my babies. Uh, when I was <laughs> the uh, director of the Sky City Cultural Center and Aqua Museum mm-hmm. uh, 19 years ago, uh, um, we, um, we started this event. And mm-hmm. it was a partnership with um, REI in Albuquerque. Right. And, um, and so it's grown since then. And uh, the Tour de Acoma. Uh, would have happened um, last month, um, and um, because of COVID, the the folks at the Aku Museum, uh, which all of the proceeds from the Tour de Acoma go to support the Aku Museum, mm-hmm. they have been great over the years. They've they've been they've built an incredible event, and and so because there's so much such great anticipation um, by cyclists who come from all over the country really mm-hmm. um, you know um, the they also thought about you know what are the options here and is utilizing technology an option for this year's event mm-hmm. and so the uh, folks at the cultural center and aqua museum um, have worked very hard to develop a virtual tour de acoma this year and so it's going to be um, a series of days uh, next week it begins next week on the um on the fourth, mm-hmm. and and so any anyone who has registered um, uh, as a participant um, can ride on their own on their own course. Um, oh wow! Wherever they live, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> ride whatever mileage they've regist- registered for, whether it be the full one hundred ride, one hundred mile ride, mm-hmm. or five mile ride. And uh, report their um, time and photos of their ride mm-hmm. uh, to the Tour de Acoma um, website. So um, you know, we this event attracts uh, close to 600 cyclists um, a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for the virtual Tour de Acoma this year, they're anticipating about 150 entries. Wow! Um, so you know, it's a great. Uh, event. Um, we'll see how the, this all turns out, but I think that you know there's a lot of hype right now on social media about mm-hmm. Tour de Acoma and the, the virtual ride, so it's great to see that people are in contact uh, who have registered right. and are coordinating their rides, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on a particular day. Well, I have many friends and family members who have participated in the Tour de Acoma, and they say it is one of the best rides that they do um, and challenging. Um, and I keep threatening that I am going to participate every year, but I don't. <laughs> so something always comes up. 
<laughs> Maybe I'll do the virtual <laughs> on my spin bike. <laughs> but um, <laughs> well, that sounds like you know. Again, the technology is ever ever changing, and um, to our benefit, I hope, and and that we can utilize that, especially now and during this time. So, are you going to participate in it, Governor? Yes, I am. I've registered for the 50-mile. Oh, that's good. And have you been able to write it every year? I have not, no. no. Uh, I think this is my fifth or sixth time I'm going to write it. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, Governor, um, not to you know change gears, no pun intended, <laughs> change gears, but I was just wondering because, you know, on my show I do encourage – uh, in-state tourism, and um, I know you have a career in 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 museums. Is that correct, Governor? Uh, yes. Yes, and so I wanted to talk um, a little bit about the about your career um, and and the places that you've worked, um, and then also I just wanted to know too: Have you been able? I know you're very very busy, and I know you know the pandemic, but things have been easing up a little bit. Um, just wondering if you've been able to to step outside and catch your breath a little bit and if you've been able to take, you know, a car ride somewhere or do a little bit of hiking anywhere. Well, um, thank you for those questions, and I'll answer the, the last question first. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when we closed to the Pueblo uh, on March 17th, mm -hmm. um, I, the, the, I had been away for a, a meeting on March 11th and that was the last time I left the Pueblo oh my goodness and it wasn't until um, late or early August mm -hmm. that I left the Pueblo for the first time again and the reason why I left was we had a food distribution mm -hmm. to tribal members who live in Albuquerque Oh, okay. And so my administration and I um, uh, all went to Albuquerque to participate in that distribution of food to our tribal members mm -hmm. in, in and around uh, Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. I, I have tried to stay here you mm -hmm. know, as an example, uh, to set an example, um, and also to adhere to my own executive order. Right. And, and so... Um, since then, I've been off the reservation two other times, um, one for a meeting, once for a meeting, and once uh, for an eye appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Were you turning your brown eyes blue there, Governor? <laughs> so uh, I try to maintain my time on the on tribal lands, but there's plenty of beautiful open spaces. Yeah, I was just so. going to say, you have such beautiful landscapes and mesas that if you wanted to go hiking, you have it practically in your own backyard. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, take I take advantage of that. And, and you know, this, this time of year is my, my favorite time of year. I love the fall. Mm -hmm. It's a good time to be out hiking. It's a good time to be out hauling wood, um, pinon picking, uh, but just the uh, the Acoma landscape is just so incredibly beautiful during this time. So uh, I hope to um, get out there. And I also am a, uh, love snowboarding. Oh. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if I can get out to snowboard this year. If not, that's okay. But <laughs> I'm hoping for snowshoeing as well. So um, 
Yeah, but um, I also I yeah I work in the um, areas of historic preservation and mm-hmm. uh, museums, um, uh, repatriation of cultural materials back to tribes, mm-hmm. including own, uh, Akama tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've worked in this area for about 30 years. Um, I um, uh, was the inaugural director and, and established the Sky City Cultural Center and Aku Museum here at the Pueblo. was also the founding director of the uh, Pueblo of Acoma Historic Preservation Office um, and also served as the museum director at the Indian Pueblo Cultural Center in Albuquerque. Uh, prior to my ap- appointment as governor, I served as the director of the Indian Arts Research Center mm-hmm. at the School for Advanced Research in Santa Fe. So, um, yeah, I've been doing, um, you know, a lot of my recent work has been based on, around uh, bringing institutions um, together with source communities mm-hmm. to as a means for, you know, helping them better understand the collections that they have in their, uh, in their institutions and understanding the important, importance of um, engaging source communities in stewardship of those collections, right. uh, potentials for repatriation of cultural materials and ancestral remains back to these tribes, and mm-hmm. and just you know improving the documentation that exists around Native American collections. Um, so that's really been the core of uh, my work, my recent work. Um, you know, I've uh, co-curated some exhi- exhibitions. Um, my most recent work is with the Field Museum in Chicago, uh, oh, where wow. we where we are uh, rehabilitating the entire. Native American Hall at the Field Museum, mm-hmm. and 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 so I'm working with a, a number of other Native American um, advisory committee members uh, on that project. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also completed a project at the uh, Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City, um, and uh, was uh, very happy to be part of that uh, mm-hmm. installation. Uh, and I'm currently working with the De Young Museum in San Francisco, also on um, the development of a catalog of a collection of Southwest Native American art. Wow! Um, so you know, it, it's it's been a great um, um, run, and I'm looking forward to getting back to that work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also an artist, so you know, I I, I enjoy uh, seeing collections of not only Native American art but art in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, this career has enabled me to see some of the countries and, um, you know, the world's uh, incredible collections of, of art. Right. And, you know, Native American art, the creativity of Native American people is just so incredibly amazing. And I'm always just it is. astounded by discovering the, um, you know, this legacy of creativity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a lot of which are in museums today, but also being able to go to visit communities, tribal communities themselves, mm-hmm. with tribal artists, and um, just see how vibrant that creative culture is uh, within our respective Native American tribes. Oh, I agree. I agree, Governor. And I was just going to ask you, you know, but you answered the question. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, the work that you do. I can imagine that you are probably sometimes just overwhelmed with 
emotion and with pride to see, you know, fellow Native Americans, arts and their crafts and, and just the history behind it. Um, and, and just how did they get the painting, the pigments, you know, a lot of it was, of course, you know, through herbs and plants and how is that restored? And, you know, I, I just, um, I imagine that you have a lot of pride and a lot of emotion at that point. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, just have to be thankful from, for my roots and mm-hmm. my, um, the culture that I come from and the, just the incredible history of our ancestors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, uh, my work in historic preservation has also been very enriching, um, and, and certainly has helped me in this role as governor. Um, you know, just recently I participated in the repatriation and reburial of ancestors at, at Mesa Verde National Park. Oh, uh, and, you know, we were able to repatriate these ancestral mm-hmm. uh, human remains from the National Museum of Finland. Um, and and so, you know, this work is really hard because, you know, you're dealing with your own ancestors. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with the, 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 the federal policies that sometimes don't always um, benefit the tribes. You know, we have to always fight uh, for for right to mm-hmm. access to collections and to be able to repatriate and protect Correct. Uh, uh, these materials mm-hmm. that are in collections, but also then to the, the, our ongoing fight then to secure and protect our cultural resources on the landscape. Right. And that those are wide-ranged. You know, they include archaeological remnants of mm-hmm. our ancestors, but they also include sacred sites and sacred landscapes and the cultural road systems that our ancestors traveled, there's a lot that um, we have the inherent responsibility to care for. And so, you know, um, this work, um, and I join so many others, and I'm so grateful that there are so many others now um, uh, of Pueblo people and Native American people mm-hmm. from throughout the country and other indigenous peoples who are engaged in this important work. And uh, I'm so grateful that we have many young, uh, up-and-coming scholars mm-hmm. and um, you know, students in these fields of archaeology and anthropology and museum studies and history and law, uh, many of whom are going to be the ones who champion this work in the future. Right. No, I, I agree, Governor. I, I really do. And, you know, it just, we're we're heading down. We've got a few more minutes before our show is over, Governor. It just flew by. But um, <laughs> but I do. I, I would like to extend the, the invitation right now that I have you on the line and on the air is that, you know, I really want to have another discussion, Governor Vio, with you. And I really would like to touch on just our history here in New Mexico, our history meaning the Pueblos, because again, a lot of um, the people out there, they don't understand that we have always been here. We are unique in that we are not like other tribes out east and even out farther west that have treaties. And so I would really like to talk about that um, on another show, and I'd really like for you to come out and, um, and talk with us on that. Would you be amenable to that, Governor? I know your schedule is very busy, but. 
Sure, at some point. And, I, you know, I would also be happy to refer you to others, others who are engaged in this work because, um, you know, I, I, my work right now is, you know, comes from a tribal kind of mm-hmm. tribal leader um, uh, standpoint. Mm-hmm. There are many who are advocates and, and really working and pounding that pavement and mm-hmm. into light um, to the public this, this need for more uh, public awareness of these issues. So, mm-hmm. But, I, I, you know, yes, I'd be more than happy to engage in those discussions. Mm-hmm. Well, again, Governor, thank you so much for joining me uh, this morning um, on my show. Again, I'm with Governor Brian Vio from the Pueblo uh, of Acoma. And you're listening to Public Connection, and uh, we're winding it down. And and again, I just want to say thank you, Governor. Thank you for all of your um, your empathy and sympathy, and uh, your big heart that you have for your community, uh, taking care of everybody and making sure that everybody um, is is staying, you know, healthy. And um, and you know, I. I can't imagine, um, again, the responsibility that's put on you and your administration. So I, um, prayers to all of you and your administration that you continue to um, stay strong and that, you know, that the end of the year, you know, uh, will come and that the, that, you know, 2021 will be a much better year for everyone and that we can all come together again and we can all visit with each other and we can all, um, you know, just enjoy each other's company again. And I think that's what we all miss the most right now. Yes. So, Governor, again, thank you. Um, as we're, we're ending my show, I would like to again say uh, hello to former Governor Fred Vio of Acoma and First Lady. Um, again, I hope you all stay safe and healthy as well, and I hope to visit with you all again soon. Um, we're going to close with two songs, and this goes out to um, to Governor uh, former Governor Vio, um, it's Loretta Lynn and Conway Twitty, as well as Kenny Rogers. I I heard from a little bird; those were their favorite artists. So we're going to go ahead and play those um, as our our ending songs. And again, Governor, thank you so so much. Take care. Thank you, Leanne. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. I can't remember when you were there When I didn't care For anyone but you I swear We've been through everything there is Can't imagine anything we've missed Can't imagine anything The two of us can't do Through the years You've never let me down You've turned my life around The sweetest days I've found I've found with you Through the years I've never been afraid I've loved the life we've made And I'm so glad I stayed Right here with you Through the years I can't remember what I 
trusted who I listened to before I swear you've taught me everything I know Can't imagine needing someone so But through the years it seems to me I need you more and more Through the years, through all the good and bad I know how much we had I've always been so glad to be with you Through the years, it's better every day You've kissed my tears away As long as it's okay I'll stay with you up and text text and eat Mm-mm. text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever hi oh hey text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time uh. text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time uh. text and whatever but when you get behind the wheel give your phone to a passenger put it in the glove box just don't text and drive visit stoptextsstoprex.org a message from NHTSA and the Ad Council Mississippi man, we'll get together every time we can. A Mississippi river can't keep us apart. There's too much love in this Mississippi heart. Too much love in Louisiana heart. See the alligator all awaiting nearby. Sooner or later, they know I'm gonna try. When she wave from the bank, don't you know I know it's a goodbye fishing line. See you while I go. With a Louisiana woman waiting on the other side The Mississippi River don't look so wide 
Louisiana woman, Mississippi man, we get together every time we can. The Mississippi River can't keep us apart. There's too much love in this Mississippi heart. Too much love in the Louisiana heart. Well, I thought I'd been left, but I never had till I was wrapped in the arms of a Mississippi man. When he holds me close, it feels almost like another hurricane just to rip the coast. If you can't come to me, I'm gonna go to him. That Mississippi River, Lord, I'm gonna swim. Hey, Louisiana woman, Mississippi man, we get together every time we can. The Mississippi River can't keep us apart. There's too much love in this Mississippi heart. Too much love in this Louisiana heart. Well, the Mississippi River, Lord, it's one mile wide, and I'm gonna get me to the other side. Mississippi man, I'm losing my mind. Gotta have your lovin' one more time. I'm gonna jump in the river, and here I go. Too bad, alligator, you swim too slow. Hey, Louisiana woman, Mississippi man, we get together. Mississippi River can't keep us apart. There's too much love in this Mississippi heart. Too much love in this Louisiana heart. There's too much love in this Mississippi heart. Too much love in this Louisiana heart. Hey. There's too much love in this Mississippi heart. Too much love in this Louisiana heart. You're listening to K New Mexico, KNMM, Albuquerque, Bernalillo, Las Lunas, 11:30.